What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Black Voices Friday. I am one half of the host of Culture Kings here on the Earwolf Network, Jockeys Neal. And I'm so excited, as I am every week, to be curating this project, Black Voices Friday. This week is another dope one. I know I'm going to keep saying that, but it's because I believe it. I believe in hyping up these black voices. I believe in hyping up these marginalized voices. And if I can't get excited for it, then why should you? So I'm excited for it. It's another dope-ass episode. It's a really, really fun one, too. Uh, I'm not into scary shit. I'm just going to say that right now. I don't like ghosts. I like my sleep. Uh, the I saw The Sixth Sense when I was like 11, and I slept in my mama's bed for three months. I don't mess with it, all right? But I respect people that do, and I especially expect people that can make it fun, and that's what you're going to get today. You're going to get a really fun episode about a podcast that's just about scary shit. <laughs> you know, that's what it's about. It's called Camp Out Creeps, guys. That is the name of the podcast that you are getting today on this week's edition of Black Voices Friday. Uh, it's a really fun episode. The episode is titled Scary Shit in the Attic. So, you know, listen, I first of all, I got to get a house. And when I do get a house, if I got scary stuff in my attic, I'm moving back to my apartment. Uh, but this one is going to be really fun for you guys to enjoy and listen to. So let's talk about it a little bit. Um, so the host of the show are Kamara Cole and Mariana Mestros. I do hope I pronounced both of your names correctly. Uh, but they are best friends and comedians living in Los Angeles. And they met over 10 years ago as professional improvisers in San Diego, which let me tell you, it is not easy to be a professional improviser. And they quickly discovered their love of the supernatural. And they have spent countless hours watching horror, sci-fi, slashers, and every show on Destination America. And for the last decade, they have been developing their love and knowledge of all things spooky. They've explored graveyards, they've gone on ghost tours, they've stayed in haunted hotels, and together they learned that when life gets scary, the best thing to do is laugh and then run away. That's, you know, that la especially those last two, laugh and run away. I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, so these homies are definitely into it. Uh, they love what they're talking about. Whenever anybody asks me, I want to start a podcast um, I want to, I, I, I want to, you know, put something out there in the world. And one of the first things I tell them is if you don't love it, then don't start it. You know, if what you're going to talk about is something you don't love to do, or you don't love to talk about that you can sustain when this gets hard and you start wondering, is this worth it? Then don't start it. And the fact that they started a podcast about something that is worth it for them, that they love Trust me, when you guys listen to it, you're going to hear it comes through. It comes through. It's really dope. Uh, Kamara and Mariana are both dope-ass people, so I really, really know you're going to enjoy the episode. So, if you're ready, I'm ready. But before we get to it, if you want to follow the show, go on social media and look up at Camp Out Creeps. Or if you want to follow Kamara, you can follow her at Kamara Nicole. Let me spell that for you. That is K-A-M-A-R-R-A-N-I-C-H-O-L-E. Kamara Nicole. And you can follow Mariana at Mariana Mastros. That is M-A-R-I-A-N-A-M-A-S-T-R-O-S. 
I-N-A-M-A-S-T-R-O-S. Go follow them. Enjoy this episode. Make sure to subscribe to their actual podcast as well. And then also tell a friend. If you know a friend who likes scary stuff or any of these podcasts you're listening to on Black Voices Friday, if you know somebody who would rock with it, pass it on. Support black art. Share black art. Share art for marginalized voices. All right? Uh, it, it, is, it is how we get this stuff in front of more people and more eyes because so many of us, these are two women of color, so many of us and so many women of color are making so much dope things. They just need people to hype them up and big them up like some of our other counterparts. So do that. Enjoy this episode. Let's get to it. Camp Out Creeps right now. Hey, this is Kamara. And this is Marina. Welcome to Camp Out Creeps. Episode number one, baby. So excited. I hope you are excited because we are going to be talking about all sorts of scary things in life. Mm-hmm. Everything creepy and weird and ghosts and paranormal and aliens and uh, like things that might not exist, like uh, yetis and stuff like that. Yeah. But probably do. I'm pretty sure they do. Yeah. I feel like yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. at least one yeti in my life. <laughs> um. And you're here because you want to hear all of those things, too, mm-hmm. I would assume. Yep. So uh, hang out with us. You're going to hear some true stories from our wonderful listeners who have sent in stories, like Marina has said, about UFOs, um, crazy haunted houses, mm-hmm. just anything that they can think of that's supernatural. So mm-hmm. um, just a little heads up for you guys. If you have a story that uh, you just have to get out of you and you're like it's the scariest shit that's ever happened to me mm-hmm. please send it over to us you can check out our instagram page at camp out creeps mm-hmm. and or, twitter at camp out creeps yep and send us an email over at camp out creeps at gmail.com mm-hmm. so i think we are ready to get into our first story which comes from tom hart yes we'll and marina's gonna go ahead and give that to us so Get yourself ready, turn down the lights, and join us around the campfire. Light some candles and pour some bubble bath, maybe? Yeah, make it sexy. <laughs> Let's make it real sexy here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this Tom Hart is a friend of ours for, like, many years ago. Billions We've, of years. Billions. It was probably pre-Big Bang. Uh, he's the best guy in the world, mm-hmm. and we put out a call for stories, and this is what he sent us. So, Tom says... Uh, This was back in the late 90s. It was in the spring, and I had gone back to Illinois, where I'm from, to visit friends. While on my trip back, I was performing improv with the Quad Cities comedy sports team on Rock Island. After doing two shows one evening, then cleaning up in the theater and getting a late bite to eat with some of the players, I stopped by a nearby bar, Ribco, Rock Island Brewing Company, to see my friend John. Rock Island Brewing Company is a really good name for her. A bar, I feel like. That's me. That's my commentary. It's not Tom's story. That's just me saying that it's a good name for a bar. John was managing the bar that evening, and he had asked me to stop by. He said, when you're done with the show, stop by the bar, and we can hang. It'll just be me and you, and we can catch up in the back while I'm closing. Great. So Ribco is a bar with a grill in the back and a small dance floor with a stage on one side opposite the bar area. There's an upstairs area that overlooks the stage, too. It's not a huge place. I arrived at Ribco around 1.30 in the morning or 
understand I've had zero okay so this is Tom being like I'm not drunk <laughs> <laughs> guys I have not had anything yeah to this drink. is I'm Tom convincing sober. us that the, he was sober when the story happened <laughs> so uh understand I've had zero alcohol to drink so I'm completely sober John sees me and tells me to take a seat in the booth near the back so I'll be out of sight while the bouncers roused everyone out of the bar once they had everyone out of the bar John said goodnight to the bouncers and the last remaining bartender had locked the door So at this point, it's just me and John in the entire place with the doors locked. And John turned on all the lights so he could finish cleaning, uh, restocking the cooler, counting on his register. John poured me a beer while I sat in the booth at the back of the bar. He remained near the front. John had wanted me to... So basically, Tom is a VIP at this point. Yeah, he's hanging out. He's getting free drinks. mm -hmm. He has no clue that he's about to like... Yeah, he's also stone cold sober. and Be entertained by Yes, exactly. (laughs) Has no idea what's coming to him. John had wanted me to stay in the back in case any of the local police looked in. Oh my goodness. Since he wasn't supposed to have anyone in the bar other than employees. Tom is breaking the law currently. Uh, So I'm sitting there sipping my beer. Behind me is the tiny kitchen grill area. And to my left, the dance floor and stage. John is in the front doing his thing at the bar. I'm looking around, just hanging out. And I see a guy walk across the dance floor, past the stage, right next to me, and into the hallway that leads first to the grill and then on down to the restrooms in the small office area, out of my sight. I didn't recognize the guy. He was walking quickly or he wasn't... Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I also can't read. (laughs) I am illiterate and I'm making this up as I go. (laughs) He wasn't walking quickly or anything and it was not a fleeting glimpse. It was in full light that I watched this person walk through the room and down the hall. The whole time he was only about 12 or 15 feet away from me as he passed by. Mm. That is insane. Okay. Yeah. Uh -uh. Yeah. Already I'm like, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. Tom continues. I didn't think much of it other than that John had said he'd kicked everybody out of the bar. And a moment later, John came walking past my direction, still busy with his, his closing duties. I told him that I thought there was someone still in the bar. He was dubious because <laughs> he had he was certain everybody has left had left. Maybe he just thought Tom was drunk and he was like, "Why are yeah. why are you making things up?" Also, dubious is a great word. I know Tom. <laughs> Tom is a professional writer. I so. love this. Good job, Tom. Good job, Tom. I told him what I'd seen and he shrugged, <laughs> thinking maybe there'd been a straggler. He was like, "Whatever, Tom." Uh, so he went down the hall to check the restroom, the direction I'd seen the person go. A minute later, John came back and said he couldn't find anyone. And he wanted to know if I was certain I had seen someone, and I had, because again, Tom was not drunk. Let not us repeat that bit. Tom was Tom was not a little bit drunk. <laughs> uh, so we both went back, checked the restrooms and the office, which was locked and had to be unlocked, as well as the tiny grill slash kitchen area. There was only one backdoor emergency exit that had an alarm on it, and it hadn't been opened. We couldn't find anyone. By now, John was a little annoyed. He wanted to finish closing up, and he thought someone was messing around. So we did a full search of the bar, upstairs and down, calling out, using flashlights, even checking downstairs in the tiny storage basement. Nothing. Nobody there. Ribco's not a huge place, so we were confident that we looked everywhere. It appeared to be just me and John and nobody else in the bar. Again, John asked me, are you certain you saw someone? And he he might as well have been like, are you high, Tom? (laughs) Are you making this up? Poor Tom. I know, poor Tom. Uh, And I was. He asked me to describe the person, so I told him. It had been a white dude in his mid-twenties, fairly slim but a little paunchy, shaggy, medium brown hair, wearing a mustard yellow shirt and frayed worn jeans. That is really specific. Well, he said that he came like 12 feet. Like, that is not very far. Yeah, that's not very (laughs) far away. But that's like, 
so specific. Like, Tom I wonder if he be was pissed too. Like the oh. the ghost is like Ponchy. <laughs> hey, you're Ponchy. Yeah. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you only saw me for a minute. You know I'm Ponchy. Uh, Tom says I had gotten a very good look at the guy. Yeah. John's eyes got big. He heaved a heavy sigh and said, "Oh, you saw Dennis." I had no idea who Dennis was. Turns out Dennis was a grill cook who had worked at Ribco and dated one of the bartenders slash waitresses. Get it, Dennis? Go ahead. Mm -hmm. About six or seven years earlier, Dennis had killed himself. Oh, no. And I don't. (laughs) Well, we're not laughing at you. Dennis. No, no, no. (laughs) I don't know the details as to why. Ever since there had been odd sightings and happenings around Ribco. Everyone who worked at the bar attributed these events to Dennis. Others had seen him from time to time, but nothing quite as clearly as the view I had gotten, apparently. Wow. So Dennis just likes Tom. Yeah. John called out to the um, uh, John called out to the empty bar. Okay, thanks, Dennis. We're going home now. Then he quickly finished closing, and we were out of there in no time. John later told me that some of the odd things that uh, later told me some of the odd things that would happen in the bar. Nothing too spooky or bad, mostly mischievous. The basement door suddenly being open and all the lights on. Music coming on by itself or shutting off unexpectedly. A door slamming for no reason. Dennis is pissed. (laughs) Glasses behind the bar falling. Things going missing. Then showing up in a location that had been previously checked. It's like he's got a textbook of like ghost shit you're supposed to do. He's like, slam them doors. Yeah, Mm. yeah. Knock over those glasses. Somebody gave him a manual. He's like, did all five. Good night. Mm -hmm. I am a good ghost. Uh, Another bartender, a friend of mine, Don, who worked at Ribco, told me of one night when he was done cleaning and ready to lock up, but he couldn't find the keys to lock the door. He searched the place and couldn't find them anywhere. So Don finally called out, okay, Dennis, give back the keys. He said he was joking and not expecting anything to happen. But then there was a clatter, oh, my God, at the far end of the bar as the ring of keys hit the bar. Oh, my God. It spooked Don quite a bit. He rushed down, grabbed the keys, thanked Dennis, as he should have, and quickly left. Like I said, I don't really believe in ghosts. This is Tom talking. Like I said, I don't really believe in ghosts, and this is somewhat of a stereotypical ghost sighting, but I can't explain what I saw that evening. That is crazy. And Dennis was like, hiding those keys. (laughs) So what I like about this story is that <clears throat> Tom is sort of like a self-professed mm-hmm. like non-believer. Skeptic, yeah. yeah, like he doesn't believe in this stuff, mm-hmm. but he was very clear in like this is what I saw. I don't know what it was, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you I yeah, saw this, this is dude. What happened. Yeah. Um very accurately described. And it's just crazy because I always think about like these ghost sightings that people have and um like we were just joking like there's a handbook that these ghosts yeah, have yeah, to follow yeah. like he's like all right i gotta walk real slow past tom not super slow but yeah. slow enough for him to get a look at me yeah and i gotta put my yellow shirt on can't look him in the eye I gotta yeah want like ghosts are always wandering places yeah like, they are they're he's just like, like let like, me go down the hall i they don't have any particular place to be so they're just <laughs> hanging out and like they kind of do do this like similar or at least People who are alive describe similar actions of, like, knocking stuff over and, like, hiding stuff. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder if once you die, they're just like, okay, okay, ghosts. Like, they line them up in, like, a huddle and they're like, it's like, hey, ghosts. Yeah, yeah. They're like, here's what you're going to do if you want some attention. You knock over a glass. People are always losing their keys. Just take that shit. Just take that (laughs) shit and hide it. They won't know. They won't give it back to them later. Yeah. If they get really mad, throw it on the floor. So what's scarier to you? Um... Because I'm thinking about Tom's experience because he truly thought, mm-hmm. like, he didn't think that he saw a ghost. He, he thought, thought he saw a person. in that moment that he saw a person. Mm-hmm. So what's scarier to you, 
to see like a clear image of someone just like walk past you and mm-hmm. they're like, hey, say excuse me. <laughs> or to see like this shadowy, misty figure go through a wall and disappear. Well, I feel like in the moment it's less scary to just see a person mm-hmm. that you don't think is anything. You're just like, oh, like that guy is over there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I mean, I've never seen like a wispy. Mm-hmm wispy like transparent like a scooby-doo ghost yeah (laughs) yeah i have yet to see a scooby-doo ghost so we'll see but yeah i mean in the moment if you just think it's a person it's yeah yeah what about you i don't know i feel like both are equally kind of disconcerting because if it's a person then you're like the fuck did this person go like (laughs) they're just wandering the bar now i can't leave until i find them um but then also that idea of watching something be there and then mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. be there mm-hmm. um that's really like crazy to me too yeah. so i don't know i feel like seeing someone who i thought was a person would definitely be less scary because mm-hmm. like you said sure. like it's just frank walking down the street yeah, or yeah. whatever um and then you're like frank's gone yeah um so i sent an email over to ribco mm-hmm. um i haven't oh, heard great. back from them but i'm hoping we can get some more details mm-hmm. to see if anyone else has had some experiences yeah because um we always hear that ghosts are tied to an area mm-hmm. that um, they loved or that they spent a lot of time at or something like traumatic happened. So <laughs> I'm wondering if that waitress that he was oh. like attached to is yeah. still there. Um, she still works there. Yeah. And if he's just yeah. like, hey, girl. Yeah. Like, Remember when we used to hit it? She's like, Dennis, <laughs> come on. He's like, you still fine. <laughs> <laughs> I might be dead, but you still look good, girl. Dennis, leave me alone. Hey, like, girl, I'm trying to get up <laughs> in that. Uh, uh, uh. Could you imagine, like, you have a really shitty date, and the guy, like, go like has a car accident on the way yeah, home, yeah, yeah. and he's like, hey, girl. Yeah. Now he can't hey, he can just be around you whenever he wants. Did you have a good time at and dinner? And you're like, no. <laughs> Stop bothering me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's just a really crazy story, and I like... I'm glad that Tom was so um, level-headed and mm-hmm. clear. Like, he yeah. had such a um, great way of looking mm-hmm. at it and being, like, very mm-hmm. clear about his thoughts. Yeah, and we've whatnot. known Tom, and he's, like, a very reasonable guy. Yeah, yeah, Tom is amazing. Um, and I'm so glad that he sent that over to yeah, us. Yeah, thanks, so Tom. Cool. Um, and I think that's neat because it shows that, one, when we put this call out to people to send us stories, um, a lot of people don't realize that they've had a yeah. supernatural experience mm-hmm. until, until you, ask them. you ask them and then they actually think about it mm-hmm. because people think, oh, to have a supernatural experience, mm-hmm. it has to be this crazy, yeah. like some shit push me down mm-hmm. the stairs or my kid's head is twisting around. Yeah. But it's like sometimes it's as mundane as mm-hmm. a dude walking, walking past by, you. Yeah. And, you know, you he wouldn't have known it was a ghost unless mm-hmm. that guy had mentioned it. Yeah, so exactly. I think that's very cool. Um, Thanks, Tom. Thank you, Tom. Tom You're Hart, the best. Everybody. Um, we've got another story yes. here. This is from um, a buddy named Alex. Mm-hmm. He spent a lot of time in hostels and uh, kind of traveling around when he was a teenager. So uh, he said, yeah, read this story by Alex, a story over to us. So I hope you guys enjoy it. When I was 18 years old, I just returned from a trip abroad to England. While there, I was at a small number of hostels in one of which I had an inexplicable experience. 
I was talking with a friend of mine who'd been studying abroad himself over breakfast in my hometown of Ashland, Oregon, swapping stories of our first times abroad. When I decided to shift gears from the um, lighthearted talk and I asked, hey, do you want to hear a paranormal hostel story? <laughs> That's how oh, I like to start. Oh, over breakfast. Yeah. yeah. Hey. So just some light conversation. <laughs> he smiled and laughed and he was like, sure. Um, so he was like, okay, here we go. I'd stayed at a handful of places in England while I was there for several weeks. Uh, some inns, a couple strangers' houses. Um, yeah. <laughs> Each after a night out, (laughs) and in one case, a friend's place. But most commonly, I crashed at hostels. England's small towns are sometimes super tiny. Other times, it's hard to tell since the different villages, hamlets, and what have you are packed in so tightly that you can't be sure as um, a tourist uh, with complete accuracy how large it is. So hostels are sometimes placed smack in the middle of those spots to make life easier for the traveler who wants to get around a bit. Um, this particular hostel was a little unusual in the fact that it had an attic room. Attics. Ooh, wait, mm-hmm. what? An attic room? Yeah. Uh-uh. You know how I feel about attics. No. Um, English attics are not very spacious as a rule, and most <laughs> English homes are pretty conservative with space. This attic room um, was pretty big compared to what the other guests um, had said they were staying in. It wasn't a flashy place, but it was cheap. I was poor. And it was the only available room. I wasn't looking forward to seeing it when the owner mentioned it. I'd pictured this cramped, dusty, dark space with creaky floors and no bathroom access. So I imagined, so imagine my surprise when he um, showed me this really spacious room that's well lit with carpet, tiny desk, lamp, bookshelf, like a pretty nice room. Okay, good. I was about to be like, isn't that some <laughs> bullshit that the poor people always get the haunted ass room? They're like, she poor, put her in an attic. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ceiling sloped some um, towards the center of the room, but other than that, there was space enough to stand um, and the bed was just to the left of the doorway. I was amazed at the fact that this room was available when the others were all packed. Uh-oh. See, that's your first. Yeah. You should have known. Um, I wasn't going to miss uh, miss up on this luxury. The landlady nodded at my obvious bedazzlement before giving me a quick rundown of house rules. Bedazzle. <laughs> I hope that room was bedazzled. <laughs> Normally, I'd say uh, I'd say use the common bathroom downstairs like the others, but for you, you can use mine since it's between our rooms and the hall, and there's no sense in waking everybody up to go down the stairs. She eyed me for a second with um, an inscrutable look, utterly British, (laughs) before handing me a key on a short chain. uh, That's for the door, she said. And just before she spoke, um, she handed it over to me and left me to my new digs. I was feeling pretty good about my trip thus far and riding the wave of good fortune that landed me in this room. So I wandered out, had a few drinks at the pub, and then came back around midnight, uh, changed for bed. Uh, I locked everything up had undressed and laid down and breathed in um, a sigh of relief and then turned out the light around 3 o'clock a.m., which we know is just like a fucked up hour to be up at in any instance. Mm -mm. I was awakened. I'm not trying to be awake at (laughs) 3. I was awakened by the sound of the door, um, doors lock clicking. Ooh, we, uh-uh. I lay there in the near-perfect darkness, listening carefully. The door- Near-perfect darkness? That's crazy. (laughs) That's dark as fuck. Um, <laughs> the door- what he means is it was dark as fuck in that room. 
which I don't know is worse. Like, I don't want to yeah. see anything. So yeah. The dark is great. Yeah. Um, the door slid over the carpet as it opened, and then Ooh. I heard the soft sound of footfalls crushing oh, the carpet. no. As someone entered the room and walked slowly past me on my right. Oh, no. I sleep on the right side of the bed, and they made their way around to the other unoccupied side. <gasps> First of all, that's amazing, because any other time, I'd be like, hey! Yeah! Who's walking in my room? Yeah, let lock turn it. I'd be like, the fuck? <laughs> He's real patient. I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. So he says, great. I thought the damn landlady was trying to start some funny business with me. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling She's soothed. like, you asleep? She's like, you fine? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you could use my bathroom, Alex. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great if it wasn't a ghost story? Just yeah, the it was just, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he says the noise stopped the bed depressed on my left as if someone sat down (gasps) then laid down full length next to me I could feel the presence enter the space as it displaced the air and the bed sighed under the weight Mm -mm. if she touches me I'm calling this shit he said (laughs) I'm being pissed that I was being awakened she's like I'm just trying to give you a handy just a small (laughs) token of my appreciation she's like you ain't never had a British handy come on (laughs) It's real polite. <laughs> it's courteous as fuck. <laughs> the most courteous handies come from the British. <laughs> oh my gosh. I hope that's a thing. Yep. It polite, is now. Like a polite handy. Yeah. Excuse me. Do you mind? Do you mind a, a brief handy? Have you ever had a British handy? It's really lovely. slow. It's very <laughs> slow. It smells like tea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, so he says um, he listened. Nothing happened. Um, I listened for breathing, but I could hear nothing other than my my own. After some long moments, I reached above me and turned on the wall lamp. <clears throat> nothing was there. The covers on my left were Ooh-wee. completely undisturbed. The door was closed. Um, the door was closed. Yeah, girl. She, she was so like, did he the door see it, it open or did he hear it? I think open. he heard it open okay. like and kind of scrape over the mm, carpet. Um, he said, I'm definitely awake to myself, making sure like he's yeah. not um, dreaming. And the next morning I got up and went downstairs to find that most of the house re- house's residents were in various states of like waking up. When I came downstairs, silence dropped like London fl- fog and all eyes were on me. Hmm. He says, these motherfuckers know that there's something wrong with that room. <laughs> he thought to, um, to himself, that's why it's available and that's why the landlady looked at me so funny. I wasn't going to give them the satisfaction of a ghostly prank. Um, I didn't say anything about the incident. I just responded with the room was fine. And I stayed there for former nights, and every night it was the same. Ooh. The second night, I didn't wait for the footsteps to reach the bed. I just reached for the light, turned it on, nothing there. Night three, I waited like clockwork. Something climbed into bed with me. Ooh, this motherfucker brave. He's doing a lot. What? <laughs> this time, I sat up slowly in the inky darkness, and the presence did not fade. Uh, oh, okay, oh, I no. said. Oh, no. Turning toward my strange bedfellow. No, no. I'm only here for one more night, and I really need to get some sleep. Silence. I took a deep breath. So here's the deal. I leave the door open so you don't make noise unlocking it. You stay on your side of the bed, and I stay on mine, okay? Not a whisper. I laid back down in the darkness, curled up on my right side away from my companion, and eventually I did go to sleep. The next night, the damn thing still woke me up as it climbed into bed. (laughs) Excuse me. You just can't get used to something like that. But uh, it left me alone, and I ignored it the best I could. 
I never said a word to the other guests in the hospital in the hostel. And after my story was over, my friend says to me, that's pretty creepy, dude. He smiled and held up his left, uh, his left hand. His middle and index fingers were taped together. How'd you do that? I said, well, let me tell you. Greg's story had many parallels to my own. The main difference being that in his story, set in Germany, the hostel he stayed in was known to be haunted by mm. the residents at the time. So he fucked up from the beginning. Yeah, he knew. <laughs> and he was also staying in an attic room. Mm. To hear him tell it, they were very vocal about warning him. Yeah. That room is fucked up was, uh, <laughs> was the line that he they relayed tried to, to me. tell him. They were like, don't go in that room. That room is fucked. Yeah. Like if it had been an episode on TV, it's like, yeah. bad things in that room. Don't stay there. <laughs> like they were very clear. Yep. <laughs> well, Greg is a little stoic and a skeptic as well. So come bedtime, he searched high and low looking for pranks, walkie talkies, hidden speakers or lights, that kind of thing. Satisfied. He put the finishing touches on his security. After locking the door, he wedged a chair under um under on the other side wow. in case they had a key so he could like hear them coming in mm. finally he turned out the lights and uh laid his curls to rest <laughs> silence fell and he relaxed a little bit a tiny breathy whispered voice genderless spoke urgently to him from right next to his ear greg said he could feel hot breath oh, on his neck oh no Girl. No, Ooh, wait no, for I it. can't have hot breath. Wait for it. This thing said in his ear, now we're all locked in together. <laughs> Who's we? Just, if you're listening, let that sink in yeah. for a minute. Ooh. We're all locked yeah. in here. Who's all we? Together. Who's we all? Uh-uh. <laughs> the next thing he remembers is being in the hallway shouting, <laughs> oh my fuck! <laughs> Greg had broken the chair, the doorknob, and mm -hmm. his fingers in a hasty escape. Yep. That night, after parting ways at breakfast, I think we both uh, slept with the light on. Yeah, uh-uh. <laughs> I can't have hot breath anywhere. That is too much hot breath. No. So talking about stuff that's scary as fuck, mm -hmm. like... I feel like I would rather see something than yeah. hear some shit whispering mm -mm, in my ear. Like, mm -mm. I don't want to hear that we got a mm -mm. band of people in the room. No. Nope. We all in here together. Yeah, who's One, we all? two, three, four. I'm still counting them. Yeah. Five, six. Uh -uh. There's eight of us in this room yeah. with you. Like, that's scary There's as There's supposed to be one. What is happening? It's just supposed to be me. Did y'all yeah. pay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you pay for this room or was it just me? <laughs> that's fucked up. So I feel like, one, a lot of those hostels that, um, in general, when you stay mm -hmm. overseas, like, one, everything in England is old as mm -hmm. fuck. Yep. Like, old as fuck. Mm -hmm. So if you're staying in a hostel, like, you've probably got, like, over 100, 200 years worth of uh. history in that house. So who knows what you're running into? Too much stuff. Like, that's so crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and then knowing, like, I don't know what's worse like going into a place mm -hmm. and knowing like hey they said room 203 I mean, is haunted if they told me there's no way i would be in there well so that's what i was thinking of is like so marina and i i would say maybe every year every other year we will stay in a haunted room mm -hmm. for um, but not a fucked up haunted room <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a friendly. It's true. Like we don't stand one where they're like, "Oh, you know who died in here? <laughs> the Grand Wizard of the Clan." Yeah, and he we're not hates brown it. girls. Yeah, and we're, we're like, not. That sounds fun. We don't do dumb shit. Yeah, we do fun shit. So we stayed in this um, hotel at the. Um, Horton Grand was mm-hmm, it downtown so, yeah. and uh, downtown San Diego yeah yeah and they were telling us that the ghost in the room was a poker player mm-hmm. and uh, it used to be a brothel so mm-hmm. he was just trying to fucking play cards pretty much <laughs> I was like that's, that's fun. fun yeah I was yeah. like that's fun stuff we all just trying to have a good time <laughs> <laughs> and he um, something happened the poker game uh, went left and he got shot and he died in the room mm. so we got in there. And I actually brought him a set of clear mm-hmm. poker cards, remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we laid them out for him. I was like, you know, just in case you want to play a game. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how to play poker, so I'm no yeah. fun. But um, he wants to play. But nothing happened. Like, yeah. we didn't have we any crazy experiences. We left him on the mantle. Like, experiences. we opened the package and put it on the mantle and left it overnight. But Yeah, and it was totally fine. So, mm-hmm. and I think the only thing that kind of made that experience creepy for me was mm-hmm. knowing that it was haunted mm-hmm. and I am the worst person like sleep wise because I'm always the last one to go to mm-hmm. sleep and the first one awake because I have to go to the bathroom all night mm-hmm. so like around four in the morning you're like passed out sleep <laughs> and I have to go to the bathroom I'm like fuck yeah like I don't want to go to the bathroom by myself <laughs> even knowing like this yeah. dude is like I'm just trying to play poker mm-hmm. um so I think there's a certain amount of like um preset thought that you have going into a place like that Mm -hmm. so I don't know I don't know what's worse not knowing or being told up front I mean Mm. my personal preference is to not know and then if Mm. shit goes down then it's like real it's like Mm -hmm. for sure not uh like what is it like power of suggestion yeah 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 for sure but we that being said like we do go to haunted places for fun like mm-hmm. we went to the queen mary and did the ghost tour which was cool yeah um and they have very good creme brulee everybody oh if y'all trying God, to have fuck, the best so good best creme brulee in, El- in los angeles go to the long beach queen mary that oh shit my is gosh. legit yeah it's so good um yeah i don't know i think with both of these stories i think that they with tom's story mm-hmm. and then with alex and his buddies um I think it also shows the way that people react to things, Mm -hmm. too. Like, we've got, like, that fight or flight. Mm -hmm. We've got Tom, who, as a skeptic, Mm -hmm. looked at that experience as a skeptic. It's just a guy. It's just a person. Or Alex was like, fuck, I'm poor, and I can't be changing (laughs) rooms, so you need to come in here quiet if you don't lay down. Yeah, he just took a real reasonable (laughs) approach and was like, look. This is how we're going to do this. Yeah. And then his buddy who was like, fuck that. You can't yeah. be whispering in my ear. And but he broke la- his hand. I mean, okay. Either one, like both of those. I feel like I would be more like the second one of like, I got to get the fuck out of here. You can't be whispering in my ear. Mm. But the first one is pretty messed up too. It's like coming in my room every night. Yeah. And mm. laying down. Yeah. Laying down. But I mean, of all the things that Ghost could have done, it's not like he got in bed and he was like slipping a finger in him. He's like, <laughs> he's like, welcome to London. And you're like, ooh. It's very polite fingering. <laughs> this is a lot going on. He's like, I'm just trying to get to bed. Yeah. And who knows? It could have been like somebody's old Nana, like mm-hmm. shuffle. I don't know why she's in the attic, but I mean, yeah. she's up there just trying mm-hmm. to get some sleep. And yeah, he happens she's to like, be there. I'm just trying to take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> Scoot over. Somebody's in my bed. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't know. I think that 
again, it's just interesting the mm. way we all respond mm-hmm. to things that are slightly off, mm-hmm. that are slightly weird. Like you've got that person who um, hears noises at night and they're just that. Mm-hmm. And there's the person that hears noises and you're like, well, what, what could it be? Mm-hmm. Or like, what is that? Because mm-hmm. that's not normal. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why it's important for us to like look at these stories mm-hmm. and like take a Tom uh, Hart approach to it mm-hmm. and just say like, hey, this could be it. I don't know what it is, right. but this is what I saw and mm-hmm. just kind of like state the facts and then backtrack from there and yeah. see if there's anything like that you can figure out about mm-hmm. it if it yeah. makes sense. It's like this is what happened. This is the experience I had mm-hmm. and he can't explain it. But this is what happened. Like, yeah. it's not like he's telling us it was a ghost. He was just like, this is what happened. Yeah, you yeah. You guys decide for yourselves. Which is, like, I think the best way to be. Because people who are skeptics are going to be skeptics mm-hmm. no matter what you tell them. Yeah. And people who believe are going to believe no matter what you tell them. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. So... I hope you guys enjoyed those stories. Yes. Uh, because we did. Yes. I, I don't think that I need a light on tonight, but <laughs> I mean, I'll definitely be asking some questions when I get overseas and happen to stay in a hostel. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, if you guys have any stories, yes. we want to hear them. If you were camping and Bigfoot came and Tapped stole you some on the stuff. Shoulder, yeah. Tell us about it Mm -hmm. because I want to know. I want to know what Bigfoot's like. What's he look like? Does he smell? Like, (laughs) does he he steal things? Yeah. Yeah. What's he look like? Are there, like, I want to know, does Bigfoot, like, does he look like a person? Like, is, are there boobs on, like, female (laughs) big feet? Are they big feet? Big Big feet. Yeah, that's the plural. (laughs) Bigfoots. I want to know if you were abducted by an mm-hmm, alien mm-hmm. or if you saw a UFO, yeah. please tell us about it. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this. The world is very strange and lots of interesting and scary things happen. Uh, the least we can do is take a look at them. For sure. Listen to you. Absolutely. And maybe make you laugh a little bit yeah. about it. Because sometimes shit's funny. Yeah. I think uh, it, the least we can do is listen to you guys because... If you have a story that you're like, I told my friends and they said I was an idiot and they laughed at me and nobody believed me, we will believe pretty much whatever. Yeah. With and great- those are some bitch ass friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's bunk. Yeah. Let us be your real friends. <laughs> we will be your friends. Tell mm-hmm. us. Tell mm-hmm. us so you can lay your head upon our bosoms. <laughs> and our ample bosoms. Our ample bosoms. And <laughs> tell us your stories. And then you can sleep better at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, t- uh, tweet at us. Tell us what your reaction is to ghosts or if you would prefer to see something or hear something. Uh, hit us up on Instagram. Send us some weird pictures. If Or yeah. tag us in weird pictures if you take a ghost picture. Tag oh, my us gosh. We love ghost pictures. Mm-hmm. Check out Instagram because we will be posting... Um, some photos that accompany stories that we've mm-hmm. received. Um, maybe you see the ghosts in them. Maybe you don't. Um, we leave it up to you to try and figure that out. But some of them are pretty convincing. Yeah. Some of them are like somebody's Uncle Frank in a sheet. So, I mean, <laughs> again, but it's We up don't to discriminate. You. We accept all stories. <laughs> so, yes, enjoy and uh, please tune in for our next episode. Yeah.
Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.